It is October 15th, 2023. This is the Redacted Recover Your Mind podcast. My name is Mitchell. This is... I'm Adam. Today we're going to talk about Israel, giant trees, and if we get to it, I'm going to say mythical creatures, cryptozoology. That's going to be the show for today. Right, Adam. It's been a long week. There's been a lot of stuff going on in the world. Our first topic is going to be the conflict in Israel. I think you might know a little bit more. I keep doing this every time. It's. I think you know a little bit more about it than I do. I tried to look into some of it. It's been a busy week. But Israel and Hamas? Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah, that's the big news right now. Obviously, um, uh, Hamas has invaded Israel. Uh, Hamas is a terrorist organization. I know that some of the news people don't want to call things terrorist organizations anymore without, but I, I don't know what what you call terror other than beheading babies and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, because <laughs> there's some pretty messed up stuff going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that's, uh, you know, um, it's like, uh, as far as history goes, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, we're going to get into that too. But I feel like the beheading babies thing, that movie theater or theater concert, whatever happened. That yeah, involved, music concert. Yeah, yep. involved young people yep. um, flying over the border in ultralights. And then mowing over the border fences with with bulldozers doesn't seem like a typical military geneva convention held back military conflict to me and that's it it's it's not a military uh deal at all it's um, i'm sure at some point it'll probably maybe they'll be trying to morph it more into that or whatever but Yep, definitely not a military normal military conflict. There was all um, there, were, you know, there was a couple thousand people at that uh, concert, and I think they took a couple hundred of them um, hostage. And right now they are hostage underground or in their tunnels, um, from what I hear. And oh, tunnels! That doesn't sound like any other terrorist organization that there's ever been. Correct. You know, that sounds like a legitimate military. <laughs> program yeah yeah it's insane um the things that they've done is uh just crazy i don't know i don't know how political we want to get on this podcast either you know but you know it's i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw a couple things i heard under the bus here and it was that Hamas has been known to be backed by the Iranian government. And that's not a secret. Right. That's a fact. They've talked about it, apparently. Yeah. And well, I, and there, there, is still the, there is still media out there saying that that's not proven, you know. But yeah. And I didn't see it myself, but it doesn't sounds like something they do, to be honest. If I'm, I'm going to be completely honest, it sounds like something they do. Right. Um, another one was, I'll just say it the easy way. I heard that our current presidential administration gave Iran $6 billion recently. Yeah. So that would mean indirectly. Right. Uh, yeah. We were funding the stuff. I know. And I, I, and that's the, I'd like to get a little more. Um, information on that too because I, you know, I have more that I got to learn here. But um, yeah, I lost what I was saying. Sorry. No, and I um, I looked into it a little bit when I was able to, and some of the things that I wanted to look into, and you and I have both talked about it in previous episodes, was how 
you know, we both kind of grew up in that Christian church, and we kind of have that little bit of a of a God Bible lens when we look at a few things. So it's not a secret to us and a lot of other people out there that Israel is a big part of that whole timeline there, story. And they're active in the writings about the end days, Revelation and stuff like that. And that was one thing that I wanted to look into because there's a lot of criers out there going, it's the end of times, there's war in Israel. I was like, well, there's been war in Israel, like a lot, for a long time. It's kind of like the one thing that happens in Israel is war. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um, I looked into it. I couldn't remember if peace was supposed to happen or conflict was supposed to happen. And I found out why. I would I couldn't remember that. It was actually interesting because I was helping with the sound at the church that I go to this morning and the associate pastor that preached today preached on part of the um stories that Jesus was telling that he mentioned this in it actually because the disciples were talking to him about what's going to happen when you come back and they use that synonymously with um the end times and him coming back and, and stuff like that. And uh, so that was interesting. They brought that up. But I dug into it a little bit, and I thought I wrote the verses down, and I didn't, so I'm unprepared. I even had this page with a heading on it. Israel's are supposed to be peace of war at the end times. I didn't get further <laughs> my notes. But what I read and what I can remember from it was – that, yes, my question was, is there supposed to be peace or conflict during the end times in Israel? And the answer I got was yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so, and that's what um, that's what I've been hearing is, because um, origin- that's originally I thought um, it was war and all that. So I, I think it is both, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so, but there has to be a peace treaty basically um, right which there already was a peace treaty that it hasn't yeah. yeah and so that's where i'm at with it but i've also um that's what we can talk about because that's where i'm at with stuff is because there's also people saying that um uh sorry um no. they uh this is lining up to how they would get a peace treaty is by having all these hostages and being so um, over the top or whatever uh, with everything, um, you know, that for whatever reason, there, you know, if there was something that lined up a way for this to... Like setting stage yeah. for, for a peace treaty to be put into place. Well, and that's the thing is, and I looked it up and shared it with you. I don't have it in front of me, and I'm not going to make our listeners wait for me to pull it up now, but... You know, if you want to Google it, I think I looked up modern peace treaties in Israel, and it, it popped right up. Mm-hmm. There was one three, four years ago. Maybe it was a little bit longer, 2018, 2019, I think is when they started in 2018 and got it to it in 2019. The United Arab uh, Amorites or something like that. The Amorites is a tribe in the Bible, but sounded similar to that. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, and that's the one they're talking about, and that's being backed out on, um, defaulted on, then this would be a Bible prophecy because Revelation talks about Israel getting into a peace treaty, and they talk about with the Antichrist, and that figure, you know, we can't really pinpoint exactly who it is if that is happening right now. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they're going to show up and be like, I'm the Antichrist, guys. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's a thing. Um, but it says that they're going to do a, a seven-year peace treaty, but it's going to be defaulted on before then. Yeah, and, and isn't it something about three and a half years? Isn't there something about the three and a half years? I don't. When, I didn't but, find that part this right. time, but it just said before the time is before the seven years is up, it's going to be defaulted on. Yeah, and um, 
if if that's the case, then what's happening could be the defaulting. Mm-hmm. Or that was just a part of the whole Israel's, Israel's always in conflict, conflict, mm-hmm. Affleck, um, conflict thing, and they're setting stage for the actual one. Because I don't know, I didn't get deep enough into the peace treaty to see if that one that was done was actually like a seven-year set. Right. And a lot of people also say that because of mistranslations in the Bible, it might act, might not actually be seven years, but we would want to look out for a seven, a, a, a time, a portion of time set along sevens. Mm-hmm. You know, seven Divisible. years, yeah. seven decades, something like that. Like the number sevens involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might not be as obvious as a seven year, but mm-hmm. um, that's just the theology side of it or like it's been retranslated so many times that you got to kind of look into that a little bit more, but definitely stuff going on. I recommend it. And I'm just going to shout them out right here because they, they really have been updating so much, but they're called the Israel guys. They're talking about this so much. And, um, I think they have YouTube and they have a podcast and, and all this stuff. Some of their stuff sounds like they have people there. Mm-hmm. Which would make sense, which, but is also kind of terrifying. I don't know if that's the case, mm-hmm. but um, wasn't there just like last year some um big deal about Israel opening up, or, or maybe that was Jerusalem? Well, that's in Israel, uh, right? So opening up to people coming in, like they it was. I remember I was basically hearing about how you know refugees, you, no, like tourists, like allowing. Oh. tourists to come there and stuff like it was almost like they were celebrating the fact that people were going to be able to do it. maybe that maybe it just had something to do with since the pandemic maybe that's all it was that might have been what you're i think i maybe they're i think i heard something maybe they just did it a while well, the after first time people. in a thousand years people are allowed at the temple mount or something like that yeah. i can't remember what it was yeah. but i was just wondering because <sighs> there is a lot of something. people over there nowadays i mean that's just there's um, from all countries, people are their mm-hmm. missions uh, with their missions and stuff like that. Well, that's the thing in the Old Testament. The prophets talked about Jerusalem during the end, end times too. And the one used an analogy. I think it was Jeremiah, maybe Zechariah. They all had ayahs in the last name. Mm-hmm. Born with an ayah name, he became a prophet. But gotcha. uh, yeah, <laughs> you could see the future. Um, but. They were talking about it, and their analogy was, that's when they talked, and I know you've heard this one, um, before the end times, uh, Israel is scattered away from the Holy Land, and then regathers back in it. Yep, that was a big part of it, yep. Yep, and then they they described how it would work, how it would work mm-hmm. and they described it like a body decaying, Back, like, reverse. Mm. It was like, first, the bones. And then the sinew that holds the bones together. And then muscle tissue. And then skin. And then you get the life breathed into them. And they're saying that it se- would seem like each one of those steps had a symbol, had a symbolism behind it. Mm. And it seems like we're somewhere along that process. Mm-hmm. You know, and World War Two had something to do with that, and just all the other stuff. Well, and that's it. Cause I, and I don't know exactly the dates and everything. We gotta get better at that part. <laughs> we gotta get. We gotta be smarter people, more educated. <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, have busy jobs, man. We're right. driving people across, you know, for treatment across the state for treatment. We're doing stuff for people, you know. Right. It's I, a I process. I think we're doing all right. <laughs> start slow start process. Yeah. Um, but that is, and I, from what I gather. Um, from what I've heard is in the 50s or after World War II is when Israel did come back together because it had been forever or whatever. and um, really It was time. right after World War II that well, they came back together. 1948 is when Israel became a nation again, right. like an actual considered a country nation. Mm-hmm. And start, you know, started having a government and, and all that. Um, I did remember that from the little bit of research that I've done. Was it a... Jewish people that were there at the time then? Because that, that's what it is, is a lot to do with the, um, 
being occupied by Jewish people is, you know. That or I think so. Right. Because I didn't read into it as much. But it was the first time Israel was put together as a, as a country in a long time yeah. and considered a nation yeah. by modern standards. Right. So, so that has something to do with it. Uh, and this is kind of, it's on, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and then they slowly started to come back little by little. Yeah. It was kind of like that step-by-step process, like I mentioned with the body analogy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I really like more details on that part of it. That's what, I'll, I'm sure that's what I'll be looking into. It's been hard because you, I start um, wanting to look more into the deeper part of it, of the stuff we talk about. But, I mean, you turn on the news and you're watching it and you just get sucked into the, the actual uh, uh, events of it because it is, you know, historic. It is crazy or whatever, but, yeah, um, but yeah, I do, I, you know, so yeah, I, ha- I haven't got to some of the stuff that we'd be more interested in yet, but I, I get, I'm getting sprinkled details. Well, and I'm glad that we got to start talking about it and, and talk about some of the things that we do know about it and we did get to look we're going to look more into it, keep people posted, because it's not something that's ending right now. Yep. It's going to keep going for a bit. Yep. It's, yeah. It's going to, yeah. And I think just as things unfold, and that's just the way that everything's been going with the stuff that we talk about is, uh, you know, yeah, the world didn't end on September 23rd, but we really didn't think that's the case. You know what I mean? But there's stuff like that that isn't date-based that as you see stuff unfold, it makes sense and it adds up. Dude, talking about, because I do think something happened on September 23rd. I just don't know if it was tangibly in the third dimension that we can, you know, right. see, smell, and feel. But um, I know my life's changed a lot since then. I know, right? <laughs> well, there's also been... An actual Friday the 13th, all those planets in retrograde. There was a solar eclipse the other day. There's been a lot going on in the energetic field, man. And it, I I think it's all attached. Right. But you're, this is going to sound this is gonna sound crazy, and it's a rabbit trail. Mm-hmm. But it goes along the lines of, of kind of spiritual things happening and not seeing it as much. But I was at church today. I was helping with the sound and the streaming and stuff because they stream on YouTube, other services. And so I took a vape break right when they got done with, like, rehearsal in the morning. So I'm sitting out there in front of church, hitting my vape behind Walmart. Cloudy day, right? Look out over Walmart, and I see what looks like what I would describe the head of a dragon Formed in the clouds, with the clouds. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a sober individual, mm-hmm. other than nicotine. Mm-hmm. I've had very little caffeine today. Maybe that's the problem. I had a cup of coffee by then, so I should have been coherent. I was like, that's not good. Like, the visions of the mummy t- movie, mm. you know, through my head. Mm. I'm like, that's some pretty hardcore symbolism. I don't really see shapes in the clouds unless I like sit there and like try and open my mind, you know? Mm -hmm. And so to look over and be like, that looks like the head of a dragon. What does that mean for Traverse city? Oh, Mm. that's where you live. Everybody. Yeah. Right. I never got that detailed, but anyway, what does that mean for the city that, that we live in? You know, that can't be good. You know, as I'm sitting in a church and in my head, I'm thinking about all this end time stuff in Israel and the dragon is mentioned a lot, which is supposed to be the Satan devil figure. And as I'm looking at this, I'm noticing this lighter cloud right behind it. And what this looked like, I can't show you guys over the air, but I'll try to describe it as well as possible. Is It looked like just the head of a dragon, right? Kind of like you can see its snout and its mouth and a couple teeth, the, the eyes and stuff. This looked like a reptilian head, dinosaur-like almost. And all of a sudden there was this lighter cloud that really looked like a fist and an arm that came from this way. And it was it was significantly lighter. Like it might actually have been absence of clouds mm. because of how light it was. Mm. 
But still, it looked like this big white cloud fist come in like this, and as it made contact with the head, it was like the size of the whole head, the fist part, mm-hmm. made contact with the head of this dragon thing. The dragon thing, it just slowly cloud dispersed into what looked like an ashy fire. <laughs> and it was like, I'm like, what is happening <laughs> in front of me? I was out there for like four minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this like slowly happens in the cloud over over four minutes. And uh, I walk back inside. My brother goes to the church. He comes in. I was like, bro, I'm pretty sure I saw St. Michael buying the dragon from Revelation over Walmart earlier. And he's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I repeated myself. And he's like, are you okay? (laughs) Right. I'm like, weird stuff happening in the clouds, bro. Like, uh, I don't know. And it's like the whole thing where the, you know, the mummy, the movie, and it comes out and like swallows the airplane oh, right. in the cloud, the yeah. dust, the dust cloud, like that all was like playing in my head at the same time. Yeah. So <laughs> I went from going like that's kind of spooky to like oh that's kind of cool like God punched the cloud dragon. But right. <laughs> I don't know. It was symbolic to me, and it probably meant nothing. It was probably just a little bit of entertainment while I took my vape break. But no, I. Those are the things I think you have to pay attention to. A lot of people don't. Most people don't. You know? No, it, it was like right there. And it was just kind of crazy. So just sitting there puffing on a bit. Yep. All of a sudden this action story of revelation from the Bible plays out in front of me, which I thought was pretty pretty intense. Pretty intense. But um, do you have anything else to add to the Israel stuff? I think we should we should – See what happens within the next week and come back to it. Yep. Yep. This will probably be a continued thing. We'll see what's happening and mm-hmm. I'm gonna get some knowledge. We're gonna go go to the knowledge store. Knowledge up. Um another thing that we started to talk about is a completely different topic is giant trees. Some of our listeners just went "Ooh, i've heard of them and some of them are like what are you talking about like sequoia trees i had not heard of this until did i send you that i couldn't find the video that really piqued my interest but i thought i tried to send you something else maybe i sent you a couple that didn't have the trees in it you did send me something and i saw that you sent me something and <laughs> i can't remember if i watched it or not because it would mesh up with whatever i was looking at anyway so. right but yeah, I didn't, again, I didn't get a whole lot on it or whatever, but I did start looking. And so I know what I can visually right. see it now. The whole theory is that there, and this kind of goes into like the tree of life. And uh, I think it's called Yedrasil, which is the tree of life in Norse mythology, but also the cedars of Lebanon that they talk about in the Bible, giant trees. Um, and obviously the giants and the Nephilim that they talk about in the Bible and other other um, mythologies and stuff like that. But it would all be what they call pre-Diluvian, which is pre-Noah's flood. Okay. Um, but they're seeing what they think are, are remnants or basically giant tree stumps from these giant trees. Now, there have been, you know, we know if there's big trees, like big enough to carve a hole in, you can drive your car through. Like that happened in, what, California in the 50s or something? Redwoods. Redwoods. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, those big ones. Sequoias, redwoods, stuff like that. Those are big trees, right? And then there's the, how one of them's called the dragon tree, and there's another one over in Africa that the trunk gets, like, really, really fat, but they're not very tall, those ones. They're kind of goofy-looking trees. But we're talking about dwarfing skyscraper-sized trees. And people are finding, um, and not just finding, but they're out there. Like, we're we're living next to them. We're calling them mountains and, and volcanoes and stuff like that. But people are starting to really look into them and do scans underneath them stuff like that and they look really really close to what it would look like 
if you just like cut a tree down in like a stump of a tree. Right. Um, there's one that's in Montana or Wyoming. I think it's called, I know somebody who's been there. Um, Devil's Bluff or Devil's Tower. Devil's Tower. That's what I was just looking up because that was the one that I was. I know somebody who's been there because she it's lived there. Looking. Yeah. And that's one of them they're talking about. But they also say that if you get up on top of it, it has a like a green structure of like petrified wood, but really, really big. Mm. And there's other ones where they've taken chunks out of the sides of them, these mountains, what they're calling them. And they're saying that it's kind of like the cellular structure of the tree, like where the sap runs through modern trees. Mm, right. But really big, really, really big. But they're all stone now. Right. And there's a couple of them where they've done um, ground penetrating sonar, radar, whatever. And the structures don't just stop at the ground. They go down into the ground almost like a root system. Mm. Mm -hmm. And they can't get deep enough and see well enough. But that's what it looks like from how deep they they can scan. And people are just like, well, this is a mountain. It's an old lava tube. It's an old, it's an old volcano. Some of them look like it, mm-hmm. but you could also look at it and go, yeah, that could be a massive tree stone. Right. There's there's so many of them too. Yep. All over the place. Calcified, whatever you know. Um. And I'd like our listeners that if they have any ideas or have heard of this, to drop us a line. You know, there's ways to get a hold of us through the podcast site or YouTube, but um, leave a comment. One of the videos that I watched said that they weren't carbon-based trees because they were back then it was it was different. They were silicon-based trees, and silicon, silicon, I don't know, but can, in theory... I don't think we've found any, maybe, but I don't think so. Um, life forms, silicon-based life forms, and it would petrify or fossilize different than anything carbon-based. It wouldn't mm. decay the same way. Right. So there's a scientific theory behind it on how it would turn into these giant, like, quote-unquote, mountains mm. instead of decaying away like wood. Uh-huh. But... So, that's a thing. But. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be really interested to see more on the like have them do more tests underground because I think that would obviously show a lot. But I'd like to see that, like, see a root system because that's the thing. Like, it you know, if they were that big and they'd be living off of living differently. Yeah. And um, yeah, it'd be really interesting. When I was talking to somebody else about it the other day, um, that came in here. And I was like, well, where did they go? Like, we have the, okay, so we have these, like, stumps. But he's like, well, you make a figure. Like, over time, turns into, like, rock, and it crumbles up just like any other rock. But he also goes, you know, there were supposed to be giants back then. Mm -hmm. And some of those giants were supposed to be 9 to 6 feet foot tall, 16, Mm -hmm. 9 to 16 foot tall. But he goes, some of those giants, like, from, because if you, Read about the giants pre-flood that the Watchers and the Nephilim. The Nephilim were like the final race that came from that whole situation where the Watcher Angels mated with humans. There were like two or three steps in between that breeding activity and the Nephilim. Mm -hmm. So I think in the book Enoch they talk about a certain height measurement and people are like, some of these are like a thousand foot tall Yep. measurements that they're talking about yep i know what you're talking about now and so if one of these races was that tall and there were trees that tall they were probably knocking them down making ships knocking them down building stuff and just over time and that flood was supposed to be pretty violent mm-hmm. uh, you know they, they literally think that the earth was more like that pangea that people talk about mm-hmm. 
And then the flood happened and it just broke up the entire crust of the earth. And what we have is just these broken up pieces all the way across the tectonic top of the earth now. Mm-hmm. And that we didn't have the North America, South America, you know, Africa. But it was all kind of one landmass. And since the flood, that's what's happened. So well, it kind of makes sense. It just fucked it all up. <laughs> right. Well, and if you add in the fact, too, that... Um, uh, with the theory on the poles shifting, you know, the core of the earth has stopped rotating now. And uh, there's the whole theory that the earth will stop spinning at one point and the, um, every 13 years, at 13,000 years it happens. And um, that'll cause uh, the poles to shift. Um, but if, if, if the earth stopped moving and everything on it, kept going thousands of miles per hour that it's spinning right now um big trees like that i mean you break they and if they're made of something different like that they break up and become the ground we walk on now everything would yeah you know what i mean well i guess it's kind of like what happens to your car when you get into an accident 55 miles an hour everything on the inside goes you know flies forward so that kind of theory that kind yeah. of inertia. And that's what would happen. I don't know how much you, if you've heard about that, but there's a lot of talks about that. That's that's something that could happen any day now. So what I heard about that is they were talking about something violent like that originally, but then, and who knows, because this is mainstream scientists I heard it from, so who, how can you really believe everything that they say? But Well, regardless, no one knows nothing. Yeah. But they said it's more, the polar shift is all electromagnetic. And it doesn't actually have to do with anything that happens at the surface. I'm like, I don't know, that seems like a little too convenient. They said that the the most dangerous thing that could happen is we don't have the same protection from cosmic rays and the sun's radiation that we normally would. And then that would cause issues, mutations and stuff. Um, because our our protective shield is the electromagnetic field on the earth is like at 11% of what it normally is until it completely switches and then goes back out. That's what I heard as far as like how the poles will shift or during a pole shift. Oh, gotcha. Like the system goes into place and yeah, there is stuff that happens like in the core of the earth, but there's so much mantle and stuff. Like I said, this is all mainstream scientist theory that not much really happens out here on the surface except for a weakened cosmic ray shield. So our big old electromagnetic field around the the earth just like drops down to like almost nothing. And then all that harmful space radiation and stuff gets in when it normally wouldn't for however many years and that messes with stuff kills off species and plants and and stuff like that i wonder what would cause that magnetic change so they're talking about a an altercation in the in the core still like pretty similar something going on in the core but that's like i said that's all mainstream scientists there are people out there that are saying there's Hollow Earth, there's um, semi-hollow Earth, which they're calling honeycomb Earth, which from some people's eyewitnesses, quote-unquote, that I've heard, sounds more realistic to me. But hollow Earth isn't, like, actually hollow, but there are large voids, and there are things living in them. That would make sense. Yeah. Um. But uh, I know I really think I just don't understand why there isn't some rich person that hasn't publicly funded this big aerial expedition to the center of Antarctica or whatever, where they say that center to the whole of the earth or the whole to the center of the earth is that uh, what is that general bird uh, flew into. Um, but it's also like, you know, there's the whole theory of the nazis that's where they went and yeah that's why and all this so um supposedly there's a hole and like uh 
uh, Google Earth blocks it out and all this, they say, and everything. There's but supposed to be a hole in Antarctica and and the Arctic. But that's what I, and that's what yeah, I'm saying is the there's there's other places in the world too, but that's kind of like the big one. And it's like, why yeah. don't we just publicly send an expedition to see? Because I mean, shit, put an end to it or. The thing, what I heard is they've tried. The powers in charge put a kibosh on that before it can get publicized. Well, right. People end up going missing. Right. Or. Like everything else. But that's what I mean. Like. You get immediately airhearted. Right. <laughs> so it's like, that's why, you know, it's like that kind of thing. You know, I still, I have to kind of believe somewhat strongly in because if if there's that much belief about it and there's no one trying to prove it wrong or there's nothing in that way, then there's got to be something stifling it because I still well believe known. that there's something, there's some kind of truth. The, the, the honeycomb earth intrigues me mostly because of the, um, I think it's Hopi Indians, which are, I think Mexican, like Mexico area, Slash southern, southwestern United States. I did a paper on them sometime. I know I did. So you you definitely didn't retain anything. Oh, you didn't write about the ant people? Nope. (laughs) This was back in the day when all my information came out of one encyclopedia in the school library. Yeah, (laughs) they're not going to be in the encyclopedia. But supposedly they have a, a flood myth, too, from thousands of years ago. And, um, or legend, and for them, this race of ant-like insectoid people came out of the ground and brought them in there, and was they were like their saviors, and took them into their underground until it was safe to come back to the surface. Hmm. They're under, and these ant people, they show up in other ancient alien um, secret space program people will talk about them in other ways too but that's one of the ways that they're actually getting out and they have a the the race has a name i forget what it is i keep getting it um confused with the one anunnaki guy but ankh it's not ankh that's the i think anki or ankh or something was one of the Anunnaki guys, hmm. I can't remember. But anyway, they have a there's a name to that race, but that's a big thing is they brought them down and, and then let people out, right? You know, because apparently, what a lot of these people in the secret space program are talking about are the ant people, you know, their space bearing race, but they also might have originated on Earth as well because they're inside the earth they're one of the inside earth races mm-hmm. um but either way there's some of them out there there's some of them in here mm-hmm. and they seem to be pretty peaceful they're not like the reptilians where there's good ones and there's definitely bad ones right. or the mantises where supposedly there's more good than bad but they have seen good the mantis races but the ant people are supposed to all be pretty peaceful people mm. And um, they're really just ant-like people. Hmm. And supposedly they helped American Indians out a long, long time ago with the flood. Hmm. Which would have scared me because I would have been like, you just want a food source. (laughs) You creepy bug people. But Hmm. apparently it didn't go down that way. Apparently they brought them in, let them out. I guess it probably also would have had a lot to do with how the people reacted to you know, if the people they're trying to save were douchebags, they probably, you know, had the ability to, right. you know. But, so, the giant trees thing is just something that's been been interesting me. Because the more I see about it, the more it kind of makes a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. And then you get the stories, like, in the Bible and in the other mythologies that, that have these these legends in them. Um, some of the theories go as far to you know those uh, basalt p- 
pillars. They have them in Scotland, I think, but they're in other places of the world where they're like octagon rocks that are long and skinny. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there's like a whole bunch of them. Yep. And they look like they're man-made, but they say they come from some kind of volcanic activity or something like that. Right. Some people are saying that some of those are actually the, like, grains and cells of these giant trees that this ancient sap would have ran up and down the trunks of these giant trees. And you're seeing those veins to our size are these big, like, you know, they're basketball size or maybe, like, twice the size of a basketball around pillars that are, quote-unquote, naturally made and it just happened to be that kind of a thing it's part of a really old big ass tree they're just so big that their cell structures were that big right (laughs) you know so yeah definitely something i i like people to to comment on if they know more about it i think that would be really cool yeah it wouldn't be hard to do either no not (laughs) at all no let us know Mm -hmm. um but we're actually going to get to our third topic today. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. What and I could have just called it this from called it this from the beginning, but I was thinking of a third topic kind of in a rush. So I I put down I wanted to talk about mythical creatures. Really, that's cryptozoology. To anybody that's going to be listening to us, you know, they're going to know what that means. Um, but. That really covers a really wide array. It's kind of like living creatures that we don't have enough information about or that might not be living. You know, okay, so we're going to say giants, vampires, werewolves. I'll throw those both those ones out here because of, you know, being Halloween. But Bigfoot, Loch Ness, El Chupacabra, um... People throw aliens in there, but they're kind of their own thing. Uh, Mothman. Mothman, yep. Yeah, Mothman's another one. There's more, but those are some of the... Skinwalker. Skinwalkers, yes. I I believe in skinwalkers. Yeah. They make a lot of sense to me. I mean, obviously, anything that shapeshifts is probably one of the easiest things to say, yeah, that can hide well yeah you know but yeah definitely makes sense the werewolf dog man thing too like i kind of coined them in together right um that's a i I don't think it's skinwalker but similar like shape-shifting maybe not i'm sure i'm sure different people say different things yeah yeah put closer <laughs> um but what do you think about some of these? I think some of them are pretty interesting. Um obviously the giants, I believe that it's something to do with angel activity from post and uh, pre and post diluvian Noah's flood and it has to do with what they talk about in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um I was actually listening to somebody talk about vampires in the Bible. Oh really? That was really interesting. And um, I think I was busy working, so I didn't get to pay attention to it the way I wanted to. That happens a lot. You'll hear that a lot here. Mm -hmm. But it was really interesting. So I was like, ooh, that does kind of make sense. Mm -hmm. Because energy vampires, that's one thing. That's just, you know, that annoying person you don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That drains your energy. (laughs) But, like, the actual, like, blood-sucking ones. and, And, you know, they're talking about how, the the silly can't see their reflection in a mirror and silver bullets and, and stuff like that and how those lores showed up but how they actually came from actual thing like you know just kind of how we say like there's a little bit of truth and everything mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so there is an actual thing if you had to pick a couple of the cryptozoology creatures or maybe even just one which ones do you think are most likely a thing? Hmm. I think uh, Sasquatch is pretty. Uh, I don't know. I I I, I, I 
there's just so much of that and you know i could see that um being a thing yeah i think there's i think just in general my opinion of all that is i there's probably a lot of um like you were saying there you know there there's um a reason for the myths there's you know some truth to um a lot of it probably and you know i think there's a lot there's a lot of time out there that you know isn't normal civilized uh historical record keeping times you know what i mean so i just think there's so much but and so i think that a lot of these myths and stories come from things in the past you know and um maybe it changes and morphs over time but um there's got to be different things than what we see every day i think a couple of them i believe more i'm in i'm in line with what you just said but i think a couple of them that i believe a little bit more is there's something to bigfoot i don't know what it is but there's something there there's just too much for it all to be hoaxes and stuff. And they could be living in trees and no one noticing, or, you know, in the woods, you know, yeah. in certain situations. They If they've been doing it forever, then they probably know what they're I've doing. I've looked into Bigfoot a lot. They, they like ground nests. We find them oh, all the that time. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the hairs look, that they, they find. They don't look like they live in trees. I know. Yeah. Little ones maybe, but yeah. um, there's actually a really cool documentary where this guy claims to have gotten some some actual pictures of their faces because of they, he basically says they're just the masters of disguises and they'll sit in one spot for hours if they think you're there mm-hmm. and that they have evolved to like blend into their surroundings so well that they don't move it's like yeah. the ones that we do see are the ones you got too close to and they're like oh gotta get out of here right. no type of a situation but um that documentary that guy, he was a retired, like, British royal army, I don't even know, sniper, though. Mm-hmm. So he was trained to be out in the woods, and he went out in the woods to find him and did all of his little ghillie suits and, and everything and eventually snapped some, some really interesting pictures where they're not your typical, like, they show the faces of these things. Mm. They're not your typical, like, gorilla face that people think of mm-hmm. but not quite human mm-hmm. but still primate-ish it's really hard to say they have like more hair on their faces than any primate that we would say other than like maybe a monkey but well that's the thing I mean, we all know about the different humanoids the different races of humans yeah back in the day so i mean i mean really yeah it's there really is a lot of land out there that is technically wild. Mm-hmm. It's like people have went there. Mm-hmm. They, but well, how much of it like did they go to when they went there? Yeah, like you can go there and see ten miles in each direction and be like, oh, okay, I know what this place looks like now. Mm-hmm. But you don't see everything that's in it and everything that's trying to hide from you. Yep, and you're just passing through. Yeah, you know what I mean, that's the thing. You know, you have to kind of sit in something to really know what there. it does yeah and that's why so many of these native americans and stuff uh tribes they have all these these um legends about them and stuff yeah but those pictures from that one guy up in canada they actually got in canada it's considered an endangered species and it's protected now <laughs> in certain provinces nice. because of that guy oh wow and they consider these pictures to be legitimate i gotta look that up then I had them somewhere because they were pretty amazing. Hmm. And I had seen other people like draw like pictures of it. I'm like, that looks just like that. Hmm. This is an actual picture. And then I watched the documentary, of course, and the dude's completely nuts. He, he's, he's not making it up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's the, that's the weird thing is like, this guy's totally psycho about actually being out in the woods, trying to find these things. He did not make this. Right. <laughs> so there's no way this guy did this. <laughs> he's so crazy it has to be real mm-hmm. <laughs> but another one that i wanted to say is somebody talked about the uh loch ness monster and i don't rem- know about some cold 
lake or whatever lock in in Scotland. But there was something that they ended up saying they thought was just a basking shark carcass or something like that a long time ago. But it was still like the 1960s or something like that, 50s or 60s, that got pulled up from um, uh, like a deep sea trawling fishing boat off the coast of Japan, Asia somewhere. Mm-hmm. It looks like a decaying plesiosaur. It mm. really does. Long neck, big flippers, mm. the whole everything. All we have of it, though, are some pictures because they said that it smelled so bad. Mm. And they were so far away from land that there was no way they were going to keep it. And they're like, well, why didn't you get tissue samples? And they're like, we're fishermen. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and we're not scientists. Sorry. But the pictures that I've seen of it, uh, the basking shark thing just doesn't make sense. Hmm. Yeah, and that you know, when you when it comes to like oceans and shit, man, there's so much we haven't, we don't know jack of what's down there. You know what I mean? There's so much we haven't. So why couldn't there be something that travels too? Wasn't well, something you know? like two thousand? Like 18, 17 or something was the first time we saw a live adult giant squid. Yeah. Something like that. Got it on camera for the first time. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty recent. Yeah. And, you know, I think the the bodies that we had from it ranged in less than 20 hmm. of this thing. Mm-hmm. Everything else was just eyewitnesses. Right. But there were bodies, so that's why they, they said it was real. Right. There's just, they were not Never many. a live one. Yeah, right. yeah, never a live one, and there weren't many. Yeah. But they were getting bodies for them, and that's like the whole Bigfoot thing is, why don't we get bodies for it? Hmm. But to go back to that one, gorillas, silverback gorillas that we know are real, they're in zoos now, they weren't a thing until, what was it? The 30s, 40s, 50s? Oh, I don't know. Something yeah. like that. They were just myths Interesting. in the African jungle. Wow. Until we went there and found them, and some people got torn apart because they're gorillas, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> and they figured out how to deal with it. But mm. no, they they had really similar. They probably um, tried to talk to it. Yeah, what up, dude? <laughs> um, give it a banana. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, the the because they're because gorillas aren't like a a wide known like they're not all over the place. There's only some of them from very small populations over there. Yeah. And that's not just now. That's like when they, they even found them. Like there, there's not many of them. Mm-hmm. And um, all they had were word-of-mouth legends from the native people. Right. Until they finally went up into where they said they are going to be and found them. So it's like that could be happening. But yeah. then you throw, you throw in the fact that what if – Sasquatch Bigfoot is a is a multidimensional being. And then all of a sudden you get these people who are like, well, they can phase in and out of existence, and that's why they disappear like they do and, and stuff like that. Add that to the, I mean, mm-hmm. the mention of the densities is something that I'm really coming to believe in, especially the more we talk about aliens and the more we talk about angels and stuff like that. Like, that's becoming more of a belief for me right. as I progress in the spiritual yeah, and when you think about that, I mean, at the end of the day, if everything's vibrating at its own frequency, what are we not seeing? You know what I mean? There could be so many, um, I mean, there could be multiple, I mean, definitely multiple uh, entities living life on this planet that we're not even thinking about. Or barely coming in contact with because right. they're living at a different vibrational frequency. Right. I think that might be what we're coming into contact with a couple of these things. That are the people who have seen, like, pterodactyls. Like, I, there's theories for that that are natural hidden portals that happen mm-hmm. in energy vortexes. Right. That a lot of people say you can go to certain parts of the planet and are, are measurable with 
you know, electromagnetic instruments. Mm -hmm. And if you go through the right solar storm at the right time on the right day with the right amount of sunlight and the right heat and and time, something's going to open and something from the Jurassic period is going to fly through, you know, something like that. Yeah. You know, there's, there's stuff like that too. But I can't, I can't move on from this until I mention the chupacabra <laughs> and the little black dog-like things without any hair. Right. Kind of like those hairless cats. Do you know anything about those? They freak me out. They are kind of freaky. They shouldn't be alive, it looks like. <laughs> Just doesn't. I mean, it, it looks like they're dying or dead. Well, they thought they were coyotes with mange at first, hmm. but once they finally got them, they're not. Oh, I thought you were talking about hairless cats. Oh, no, I'm talking about the tubercover things. Okay, well, yeah, I can switch my head a little bit. Okay. <laughs> well, there's the old little, they look like little devils, mm-hmm. and they have little wings, and their feet are backwards or whatever, and they mm-hmm. suck goat's blood and chickens and stuff like that. I think the chupacabra, like, translates to goat sucker or something like that. Yeah. Which is what I call Justin sometimes. Right. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's for different reasons. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's a different podcast. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> um, but no, then they found they were having, this was in uh, Southwest America, which because the, the chupacabra is, I think it was. Puerto Rico? No. It was a it was a different country, Central America. Yeah. And it went into Mexico. And then they started to have stuff in the southwestern America a little bit. And then there was that lady who actually got the body of one of these black things. And because um, they're very dark, but they have skin that they, they say is almost kind of like elephant skin. There's really no hair to right, it. Right. That's why they thought it was a dog with, ma- or like a dog or a coyote with mange. Mm-hmm. But she was having the the bloodless dead chickens and stuff like that on her property. Then they started to see this little black critter. It was about the size of a medium-sized dog mm-hmm. that looked like it was dying of mange or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they shot one. So they have a body of it, and it's taxidermied, and it's freaky looking. But there's other videos of them, too. Yeah. And the one thing that they talk about when they show them is their their gait, because they have a video of one running up a, up a, ro- a dirt road. There's, like, sagebrush and stuff, and this thing's running up the road, and these people have a video of it running behind it. Mm-hmm. And they said that it runs weird compared to other canines and how it's like the, the rear end of it comes up higher. Hmm. Like the rear legs are longer than like what a canine should be. And it just kind of bounces different as it, as it runs. Right. And I saw it. And I was like, yeah, that, there's something to that. Mm-hmm. And then somebody came up with this theory that they are a leftover mutated, um, almost said timeline, um, family tree branch off of the thylacine, which is the Tasmanian tiger oh. from Australia, yeah. which is extinct. Mm-hmm. But it didn't go extinct until sometime 1900s, and I think it was like the 50s, 40s, something right. like that. Um, but there is, and this is why people are saying this, there is a documented shipwreck of a ship before these went extinct, bringing a breeding pair to America from Australia, and it wrecked just off the coast, like very, very, very close. Like they hit the coast, and then these animals were never accounted for afterwards. Right? Did they die in the shipwreck? Did they swim ashore? What's that? And so people are going, well, what if... These two got over there, bred, somehow because of the different land, the different situation, the fact that it was only two of them, there's interbreeding involved, it mutated them enough to where they don't look like perfectly those Tasmanian tigers anymore. Yeah. 
but are still somewhat like they have the structure and and the whatever and they look a little more fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a couple generations of inter- inbreeding right. there, so they had to <laughs> they had to get past that. My hips don't work right anymore. <laughs> I bounce my butt when I run. <laughs> well, and that's what they're talking about because those did that. Those did that before that. So oh, I got you. they just had a little bit different anatomy. Like they could look kind of canine like, but they had a, a little bit different structure and their rumps were curved more. So they kind of bounced when they ran. And somebody was like, that looks like how we think a thylacine would run. Mm. And here is off the coast, not far from where these things are being seen 100 years ago. Or now, a hundred years ago, there was this this shipwreck where two went missing. Makes sense, you know. Yeah. So I I just had to say something about that because that's in my it's in my head, and I I gotta let it out. Yeah. Let somebody maybe somebody they got weird looking from sucking goats. I mean, they're in a new place. They they don't have any of their their original prey, so they're trying to figure something out. I guess who knows. Better if they had different prey, they had different nutrients, so they started to suck blood to get iron, or who knows. There's a lot of possibilities out there, but that was just something that that came across that I wanted to talk about when it comes to this. Yeah. Um, If you had to pick any crypto zoology animal creature we're gonna we're gonna leave aliens out of this because i know you probably picked that one what's your favorite did i already ask you that uh, what we kind of started with something like that but yeah you said bigfoot well i like, think you asked me uh which ones i uh most believe is likely oh yeah which one would be your favorite like any mythical creature that has like the possibility of being real. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, but I mean, dragons. That's what. Oh I, yeah. I want them to come back out of the woodworks, man. Because that's yeah. the thing too. If there's something living in the world that's ready to come back out again, I mean that that could be a case. I mean, living, fucking sleeping in a volcano for a couple thousand years. That that Matthew Matthew McConaughey yeah, movie, dude. Rain oh, of Fire. Yeah, that was my, one of my first DVDs. That was one of my f- favorite movies. Yeah, and I didn't even yeah. realize it was those two guys. Most of that movie, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey is the one I is think I didn't recognize. One, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, I didn't. I I recognized Christian Bale before I recognized McConaughey because yeah. he's like bald and has a Buff. beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was but, a, but that was a cool movie. I loved it, dude. That oh, was yeah. so cool. Real dragons. I mean, there could be somewhere just this fiery pit where they're all hibernating. We're gonna. It's like that thing where uh, I saw on Facebook, it was a 2,000-year-old tomb of a seven-foot empress with golden eye socket or something like that was found today and and opened, and archaeologists are stumped, and somebody was like, put it back. (laughs) 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 Touching. Yeah, don't. Mess with it. <laughs> That's bad. Have you not seen any of the the mummy movies or any of those movies? <laughs> yeah, don't touch that. But um, I think mine's werewolves. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that'd be. Stupid. We have the dog man around here. That's kind of cool. But like Van Helsing has a cool one. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, with, I watched uh, it a million times. The one with uh, yep. Jackman. Yeah, Jackman. Kate Beckinsale. Oh yeah. Yep. Good movie. Yep. Um, one of the vampire queens was one of the main chicks from one of the um, Need for Speed games, underground ones back cool. in the day. Oh yeah, I knew. Right, I was a teenage boy back then. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this stuff is a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's when the hormones were flowing <laughs> in my young household, but um, no, mine was always. Dragons are cool, though. My kid likes dragons. I saw a picture. It was a cat on, you know, those parking garages that they have at um, apartment complexes that are only, like, 
roofs over parking spots. Mm-hmm. There's one, a tree must have fallen on it. So it was like dented in. And there's a cat sitting in the middle of it. <laughs> so it was like, I know a dragon using a cloaking spell when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> there's another one with a duck that just, it, like a, a broken fence and a duck walked through it. It said the same thing. <laughs> but, no, no. And depending on the myths, dragons would be either a good or bad thing. Like, some of them are, like, mystical and magical and want to help people. And some of them are just, like, kind of like the rain of fire. They just want to eat people and, mm. you know, beasts. So. I just want to see one. Just want to see <laughs> The water ones. Um, but. <sighs> we got anything to add to the show today? No, probably not. Um, just, uh, yeah, do some research for next time for me. You get back out looking for aliens. We'll go over what you find. It's been cloudy every night. You got a different sky than you're used to, and it's been really cloudy and fall. Cold. Yeah, the aliens don't like the cold either. So... But I think that's going to do it for us today. If you guys have any questions about anything that we talked about, shoot us a comment. Um, I'm going to post an email out there so you guys can get in contact with us a little bit better. We do have a Facebook page, Redacted Recover Your Mind podcast, that you can get in contact and see some stuff that we, some some posts that we, we put on there and just interesting things that we find throughout the week that, you know, we're looking into that maybe you would enjoy as well um blogs that we write every once in a while stuff like that cool links so check that out and and with that adam i'm gonna sign off see you later everybody see you